if we think about what we want in life, it's not always what we actually need. And the cosmic forces are often much wiser than we are. So they may give us exactly what we wanted and it fits. You know, the universe may bring us the opposite of what we thought we wanted and it fits. And that's the dancing with life and being present moment to moment. And also I think what's interesting about the wider versus deeper. So I work with a lot of different artists and creatives. Adam Duritz, the musician. Yes, I'm a product of the 90s. But the musician, I think he once said, I don't know if this is his quote or he was referring to someone else's quote, but that this the specific is actually universal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I see kind of on social media are these broad spectrum, broad strokes, follow these six bullet points <laughs> or know yourself, et cetera. And the platitudes. The platitudes. And we yeah. really, what makes us interesting, what makes life interesting are the details. Yeah. I think that's why certain memes work. That's yes. why meme culture exists. Because yeah. you're like, oh, that's me. Yeah. You know, like I saw this, it was so crazy, but I saw this meme. It was like on, it was of this girl in the back of like, it was a green screen of her in the back of the car and there was like weed smoke and like loud rap music and like her like coach purse. And she's like me in high school thinking I'm having fun. And I was like, that was literally my whole high school existence. But I think it's too specific. But I'm like, no, that actually is. And that's how you create connections is through specificities. Yes, yes. And also again, there, as we get older, there can be contradict- seemingly yes. contradictory memes. That's what I'm most interested in. And that's why I've always been drawn to art, because it explores that. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a big outrage culture, in a big ideological culture, sweeping generalizations made. And that feels dangerous to me, because individuals are what make life interesting. What do you think about this then? Because I'm curious about that. Because I feel like that sometimes with astrology, where I'm like, that's a sweeping generalization. If you're like, I'm a Gemini, you're like, okay, you're blah, blah. You're, you know, like, so how do you reconcile that? Well, that's why I don't participate in that. And I don't post memes because if you look at a natal chart, Mm -hmm. right, it's divided into 12 pie slices, which are the houses. There are 10 main celestial bodies. And then it's how they're forming geometric degrees to one another. So a chart is incredibly layered and complex. So someone may be a Gemini sun, right? But let's say they have a stellium in cancer. And let's say their Gemini is actually in the 12th house. And so they may not be actually very Gemini. I see this all the time with Leo. People come to me and they're like, I'm not loud. I don't understand. And I don't know why volume has been associated with the fire signs. I really don't understand. But they're like, I don't look at myself in the mirror all day. What's the deal? (laughs) Yes. And so I don't subscribe to that, which has probably cost me followers. I know exactly. Sometimes I think about that too. I'm like, dang, if I was just like more mainstream. Yeah. But I just, I'm not wired that way. And so I see astrology as a tool and a gateway to move deeper with my clients. It's where we maybe start, but it's not at all where we end up. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly niche, but I really, again, not wider, deeper. Yeah. It's also too, I think what you were saying a little bit before when we're talking about the human experience, it's like when people think what they want out of life, I think what happens first in their journey is like matrix play yep. where you're like, oh, yep. I'm awakening. I can play with the matrix where you're like, plug in this, yep. get this out. 
that's a lot of specific manifestation yeah. work. Not Lacey, obviously, yeah. one of our dear friends, but it's like that general understanding is of like, if I think about this, this happens. Yes. And it's actually not getting you what you want. Like, I want what God wants for me, not what yes. my ego mind perceives to want for me. And I think that's an interesting part of the spiritual journey for a lot of people too, because it can be scary. I think I'm in that point where I'm still kind of gripping to the ego mm-hmm. desires and I'm not fully like turning forward to the part where it's like just the soul desires because you're like, well, how could I be happy with not everything? Well, you're a human being. I don't know that you'll ever, Yeah. I don't know that any of us ever totally. let go yeah, completely. Yeah. I think about this a lot because think about like early Super Soul Sunday. Like, you know, 90s, like that kind of OG teaching. And I think about... Which was what? I don't even know. You know, just really the return to the soul. It had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the material existence. It really was an exploration of surrender, letting go, mercy, forgiveness. A lot of it centered around those who had grown up as we all do, varying degrees of challenging circumstances, how to make sense of it, really how to make sense of us being these beings that are on a green and blue ball floating through the universe. Like, how do you make sense of that? And then something kind of turned on. And I've been thinking about this because it seems to have taken off this kind of new form of wellness. At the same time, time or kind of the fading of the minimalist movement. Remember the minimalist? Like, get rid of everything. Yeah. Right? So you had this kind of two-track thing that was happening. And I think that as we raise in consciousness, often we just want less because we want to feel more free. And then we create a lot of spaciousness. And then we say, okay, from this openness, show me or guide me, or this is what's coming. And also we're constantly evolving, right? We go through phases. And so this idea of like, I will land on this and this will be my identity. All of that is a construct. And I just feel that there is this yearning to just come back to the simplicity of we're all figuring it out. And there's nothing to figure it out, but we're all doing the best we can in a increasingly chaotic, complex world. There's just a gluttony of information. So much. Right? It's just so much and it's exhausting. And it keeps us again in the head. And that's what I was thinking about recently with like Western culture and the introduction of like therapy culture. It's like therapy's changed my life. I'm so grateful for it. But then it's also still in the mental process. Mm -hmm. Whereas different cultures all over the world would be moving, shaking, making noises, sort of like in the cathartic movement, in the like full flow of the energy and how when we're in the mind with so much, it's actually not healing. Correct. And I think that is something too, where people assume that their understanding, it can be healing, but it sometimes isn't the full healing to understand. 100%. I think about this a lot because Almost every session, a client will cry or sob or move. And I feel like, okay, now we're moving the energy because if it's just up here in the head, it's never deeply felt. So I think that people need to feel seen and heard. And that doesn't come with just talking. That actually comes from listening. I noticed in my practice that I went through a phase where I was like, 
okay, I need to give them as much information as possible. I just need to make this worth making an investment. I need to give them as much information as possible. And I kind of shifted out of the original listening. And then I moved back into the deeper listening. And I was like, this is actually what's effective. Not just listening to someone ramble from their head, but although sometimes people just need to vent and then you can get to the deeper place, but listening beneath the words. So what are they really saying? What are they really wanting? And then from that, I do, I think, you know, the physical element, listen, I moved to the woods. I grew up in Manhattan and I moved to the woods of Tennessee because I just needed to be in the being, right? Like I don't have a wellness practice. I sit on my porch and watch my dogs and drink a cup of tea or an espresso. And I feel more at peace than going to, I went to some fancy spa up in a high rise in downtown Nashville. And I had this thought coming home. I was like, if I had just put my feet in the grass, I would have felt more relaxed than this three hour process where I had to drive downtown, get in an elevator. <laughs> One hundred percent. Check in, check out, <laughs> yeah. change your clothes. The whole thing. Do the lock and key on the thing. Totally. And so I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to go. I found practitioners who are, you know, out of their house. It's a much calmer thing. But yes, exactly. That whole again, like the artificial construction, rather than going to the thing itself. And so there's maybe it's the Virgo in me. If I want to be kind of me more, it's like going to the purity. What's the essence of the thing? And I. I just think there's no one size fits all model. So for some people, maybe they do need to talk it out. For other people, they need to go silo seven, right? For another person, they need to go hike in the woods. Maybe needs a combination of all, you know. I think that there's never going to be one thing that applies to every single person. The only two things we know for sure are death and taxes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.